This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. Everybody needs friends. And if we're going to stay the course and in this Christian life, especially in this day and age, we need each other. We need good friendships, holy friendships that will support us as we travel through this life. So I thought it would be fun to look at a few friendships among the saints. We'll start with Paul the Hermit estimated that he was like maybe born around 233 and died around 345. So he was, you know, over 100 years old and he lived as a hermit. And you would think living as a hermit, what, you know, he also needed friends and he prayed for a friend and the Lord gave him St. Anthony of the desert. So how Paul ended up in the desert was that there was a persecution, a serious one. So he was hiding out among friends and whatnot. And then finally he had to, to retreat to the Egyptian desert. And then after being there for a while, he realized that he was called to that life. And, and he was a hermit in the desert. And his whereabouts weren't known to many. A raven would bring him his bread and, so that he could eat. And anyway, when he gets very old, he desires the friendship of St. Anthony. He'd heard about St. Anthony. He realizes either through divine providence or some other way that his, his passing from this life, his death is coming soon. And so he prays to God and, and the Lord says, I'm, I'm going to send you a friend, St. Anthony. So meanwhile, St. Anthony finds out about St. Paul and where he's located and he goes to find them. And their friendship is almost immediate. The raven who was bringing food brings more so that they both can share. And they talk about the world and prayer and the Lord on a level that, that two really good friends can talk on who are at that same place. Like they can really identify with one another and their mission. And of course, they prayed together. So they're both very old men, and Anthony believes that he has finally found the friend that, he's, that his heart has longed for. They're in the same battle. They're living the same life. This is what he's really hoping for. But Paul, on the other hand, knows that Anthony has been sent to him partly to actually bury him. After this great meeting together, Paul sends Anthony away and he tells him, I'm sorry, I'm not going to get to be the friend that you're hoping for because I'm leaving this world, 
please don't ask me to stay any longer than I have to. But what I'd like you to do is go and get the cloak given to you, the cloak of Athanasius. I would like to be buried in that cloak. Well, really, would he like to be buried in that cloak? Not really, because Paul had most of his desert life had worn clothes that were just woven out of palm leaves. So he really wasn't interested in being buried in the cloak. Uh, I, I think possibly he sent St. Anthony away to get it so that St. Anthony would not have to bear the pain of seeing him die. St. Anthony does go and he does go get the cloak. And when he comes back, Paul has died. He's actually dead, but his arms are raised up to heaven. He's in a kneeling position. And then comes the issue as to how he will bury him. And legend has it that two lions come loping along. St. Anthony is maybe a little bit frightened at first, but they just begin to dig. And they dig with their paws and they dig the grave for St. Paul the Hermit. They dig his grave and they are reverent and they bow their heads when it comes time to put him in the ground. And St. Anthony does wrap him in the cloak of St. Athanasius and he does bury him. St. Anthony then takes Paul's garment that he's woven out of palm leaves and he keeps it for himself like as a relic and he wears it on special feast days. That was a friendship that was short-lived, but it was the gift given. And the thing about the communion of saints is that our friendships with those who are in heaven, it's not over. We're still connected in the body of Christ. Let's consider the friendship between St. Catherine of Siena and her spiritual director, Raymond of Capua. This is the 14th century Siena, Italy. Raymond wrote her biography. It's readable and very engaging. I don't know anyone who would have trouble reading it. But in this biography, I never read where Raymond exercised his authority over Catherine in a way to make her do something she didn't want to do. Because in those days, and in much of Catholic history, uh, directors and directees had a little different relationship than we have in, in modern times. A directee was obligated to be obedient to the director. So if Raymond really wants something done that Catherine didn't want to do, he, he wouldn't be heavy-handed about it. He'd find another way to get her to, to come around to his way of thinking. One example would be there was a child, Lorenza, who was possessed, and she didn't want to have anything to do with this child. She didn't want to deal with it. But the parents were exasperated, and they had come to Blessed Raymond, and he felt sorry for them. And so he wanted Catherine to take care of the situation. He knew she could because... He He'd seen miracles with her, multiplication of food, the dead raised. He'd seen so much with her that he knew she could take care of the situation. So what he says is, oh no, you don't have to. 
You don't have to do it. I just want you to spend one night with her in your home. <laughs> of course, that takes care of everything. The, the girl is, is freed from the demon, and that's a whole nother story. But he, he, was, he was her friend. And they, they worked together when the plague hit. You know, they worked with the sick and he got really, really sick and his death was imminent. And she prayed to the Lord and he was healed. And so he went, he went back, you know, back to helping with caring for the sick. She was responsible for so many conversions and getting people to return to Christ that she kept him busy with confessions because they, they had to cooperate on this. So she did the evangelizing and of course the Holy Spirit converted the heart and then he took care of these people sacramentally. They worked on a lot of projects together and they were great friends. I mean, she was politically involved and he was involved with her. It was a, a collaboration for sure and a deep friendship between them. Here's another case for the communion of saints because she dies in 1380 and he goes on to live 19 more years. But he wasn't with her when she died. And when she died, he heard these words in his mind and he didn't know what to make of them. And I will read them to you and explain what it was. Tell him never to lose courage. I will be with him in every danger. If he fails, I will help him get up again. And so those were the instructions that she gave those at her deathbed. Tell him, tell Raymond, tell Raymond not to lose courage. She's going to be with him and she'll help him get up if he fails. I think that's beautiful because what she was saying on her deathbed is that even though I'm dead, I'm going to be helping you. And that is the communion of saints. Even though they're, they've died on this earth, their souls are in heaven and they want to help us. And she knew that. She knew that. And so she was letting him know. So he heard it interiorly and then it was reported to him. So that was a confirmation that her friendship would endure. And then we can imagine the reunion when he finally goes to meet her 19 years later. Those who've gone before us care very much about us and they care about the mission of saving souls. And so death does not separate us or take us out of the mission. And this, these friendships are examples to us that we should seek them out now with other people. I, and I don't mean saints in heaven. I mean people who are walking the path now. We need to have those friends and we need to nurture that friendship and help each other grow in holiness. And Francis de Sales encouraged this. And I will read to you what he wrote. For those who live in the world, that's us, it is necessary to unite together in holy sacred friendship. Strict boundaries must be observed, however, if the friendship is to be efficacious. Have no friendship except for those that communicate with you the things of virtue. Unquote. And Teresa of Avila encouraged friendship, holy friendship, the kind that is beneficial for all to grow in love of the Lord. In her early years of religious life, 
she and the others were discouraged from friendship because it was thought that you didn't want to make attachments that you needed to detach. But later in life, she realized that she could have used a good friend to help her with prayer and some of these issues she was going through. And so she had a lot of friends. They were uh, other religious priests, lay people, and she valued it and it was helpful. And she encouraged others as well to seek out good and holy friendships. And so we've just touched upon a few examples in the lives of the saints of holy friendship. But I encourage you to pray. Pray to your guardian angel to show you the friends you should have. Pray to our mother Mary and to Saint Joseph to show you who should be your good friends. And the friends you've got, value them. And thank God for them and pray for them. And do your best to be a good friend. Pray with me. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Omdurko, produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materdayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MaterDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.